Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Community Church. It's so good to have you listening to us today. We're going to be listening to Akin preach on 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 12 and that is from the 28th of January 2024. It's going to be slightly different on Chafford. On a fourth Sunday we do a Discovery Bible study so it's about encouraging you guys to, to be able to read scripture and analyse it yourself and look at what's the application. So there will be a preach and it is something you can just listen to but we do recommend you take some time in this podcast there'll be a gap for it to pause read the passage and then actually make some of your own notes before carrying on so we do encourage that but if you really don't want to do that you can just listen straight through before we get into the preach just a couple of notices so firstly make sure you check the training page of the website there's two amazing uh, growing in god sessions happening or starting in february one on church doctrine and one on Revelation. So they should be two amazing courses. So make sure you book into them. They'll both be online as well. So nice and easy to get to. We also have our church prayer meeting on this Wednesday. So make sure if you get down to that 7.30pm at Chadwell. And there's also a prayers many coming up. So please check the app, check your website for more information on all of that. That's enough of the notices. Let's hear Akin preach on 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 12. Good morning, church. Okay. So, uh, we're going to go into groups. I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to do an introduction. Then at the end, I'm going to do a charge, not a preach. You know, when since Monday, I've been planning to say a lot of things at the beginning, then we'll go into group. But on Friday, I end up speaking to someone and they say, why are you doing the head work for them? Let them do it themselves. Put them in group and let them figure it out themselves. And, <laughs> you know, so which is good. So, but today we're going to be looking at First Peter. We're going to look in um, Peter chapter 1 from 3 to 12. So last week, I'm going to put it in my word, not David's word. We spoke about us being passing through. The way I look at it is we're passing through on this earth. We're sojourners. We, this is not our final destination. So the way I always talk about this earth to myself is I'm on holiday. So while I'm on holiday on this earth, I have this body that my spirit lives in that I will use to work and do what God wants me to do upon this earth. But I have to put it in my mind that my final destination is heaven. And how do you put that in your mind if you don't really study the word of God? You need to study. But when we look at that, I was going through David's note, and when you look at 1 Peter, Peter was writing to the people, as into Christians like us, but there were persecution, there was trials, and they have to be scattered all over. So he's writing to them to try and change their focus, to try to change their attention to look onto the bigger picture, the main reason why they're going through all this thing. So I'm going to ask us to, not two big groups, you know, and I know that there are some professors in the church as well that knows the word, but please allow the people in your group, give them chance to speak. Don't take longer to speak because there are some people that will want to take over the conversation, but please do allow even the children, the young adults in your group, to be able as in to participate in those groups. So I would say maybe a group of seven, if we can just break out into a group of seven. So what you're going to be looking at 
is 1 Peter 3 to 12. So you're going to be looking at what does these verses say about God? What does it say about you? And what is the application? Because the application is the most important. So if you're not going to apply it, if you're not going to follow it, it's not going to benefit you. So what does it say about God? What does it say about you? And what is the application? So please break into group. That is 1 Peter chapter 1, 3 to 12. Thank you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power and being guarded through faith for our salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour and revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who have prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So I encourage you now, just as Akin recommended, spend some time thinking about these three questions. What does it tell us about us? What does this passage tell us about God? And what is the example or application to follow? So, I'm just going to share some things and then I will ask you some questions at the end. Okay, so from this um, Bible verse that we read, we'll see a pattern in the book of Apostle Paul. You will see the same pattern as in starting with blessed uh, bless be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, and the same practical purpose as well. So, but in this Bible verse, you will see the excellence, the, the sweetness, the humble love of Peter yeah, to, to the church, to the people. So he's not just saying to them, he's, he's trying to relate to them, to see what they're going through and to, to let them act, to acknowledge what they're going through. So he gives a short and clear summary. Yeah. And in this letter, there's comfort, there's instruction. Yeah. That is needed, the encouragement and direction that is needed for them. But there's something that is very important. He talks about the living hope. That living hope, I hope you're able to pick that up in your group as well, that there is a living hope. But this is where I'm going, my charge. I'm going to, because a lot of times, you know, I listen to you, you CB, 
um, Elki introduced me to UCB, and I was telling my wife this week, I said, no, I'm not going to listen to this UCB anymore because they talk a lot about suffering and things that people is going through. And I said, no, I need to guide. I'm not saying that there's no suffering in the world, but I don't need people as in reminding me of that all the time. So I said, okay, I changed my radio station and I put worship song in there from now. So, but let's look at the, these people are going through persecution. They're going through challenges in life. But the question to us and to myself is, do we really believe God? Do we really trust God? And that's the question we need to ask ourselves that, do we know the character of the God that we said we believe in? Do we know about his love or do we just judge God's love with what we see around us? With what, as in with the love that our parents or our friends, our colleagues shows us? Because he's trying, he's telling them that, he's not saying that, come, this Christian journey will be rosy. And when you look at the Old Testament with God, and I look at the pattern of his something as well. When you look at Joseph, Joseph, Joseph in the Old Testament, he started very young, and God shows him the hand. But he never told him what, how the process to get to that hand or what he's going to go through to get to that hand. So this is what he's doing here. God is telling you the hand that your eternal inheritance, your home, the purpose. But he's not telling you things that you'll go through because my own experience of what I'm going to go through is different from what everyone here is going to go through. But the encouragement, yeah, and the comfort that we're going to get in this journey is our experience and knowledge of who God is. Because if you don't, if I know the God of Nathan, or if I know the God of Brad Fidel, I have no God. Because it's the God that I know when I'm going through situation that would help me. If I know God that can save me from trouble, but I don't know the God of provision. When lack come, I will suffer. So your experience of God will determine how your life, your Christian work would be. So, but if we're waiting for everyone, you know, when I was growing up, when people preach about the Bible, I would preach to me. I don't read the Bible. I go with what they say. But there's something in my spirit that tells me that something is not right. But because I don't read the Bible, I just go home and just say, okay, yeah, let me expect this is how my journey would be. But when I start to read, I've seen a lot of people that knows the Bible. Seriously, when people quote the Bible and you look at their hearts, you will know that, okay, we don't really trust this God. But how do we trust God? It's by reading his word. It's by spending time in his praises. It's by giving ourselves, you know, yesterday we were talking about the men's Bible study and we're talking about Moses. And when we begin to talk about Moses, we then come to a conclusion that it is his time in the presence of God that helped him, that helped him. You know, and God gave us one thing that we're not conscious of. And this Bible verse mentioned it twice, the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I was saying it yesterday that we are a spirit being that lives in a body. But when we're not conscious that we're spirits and we're passing through this earth, that we have a home that we're going to, it's going to affect us. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ told his disciples, yeah, after breathing upon them, after teaching them for over three and a half years, he said, wait, 
Don't go anywhere until the promise of the Father has come. Most of us receive the promise of the Father, but we stay at the entrance of salvation. We don't, you know, create that relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I'm encouraging you this morning. When trials would come, I'm not saying it would not come, but go and look at the life of the apostle. Peter knows what kind of death is going to die. He knows that he's going to be, Christ has already told him that he's going to be killed. Paul knows what he's going to go through. It's not like they just stand up and they start following God. He says, I must tell him how much he must suffer for the sake or for my sake. So what has God told you about yourself? Have you taken the time to ask God about yourself, to listen to the Holy Spirit so that he can guide you? So I want to beg you today to give yourself to the Holy Spirit because you need to know in your heart that Christ died for you. Yeah, that the salvation is faithful to keep you to the end. He's faithful to give you that inheritance, that living hope. So, but how do you know this? You still go back to the word of God, spending time listening to the Holy Spirit. We don't ask God questions sometimes, and we need to. You know, when you wake up, when you start your year, do you even ask him, Lord, what is your plan for this year? And wait until he speaks. Most times we just speak and speak and speak and speak. Boom. And we're out of the door. You know, we wake up, God, good morning. How are you? Thank you. Bye. We'll see you later in the evening. Some of us don't even pray. But you need to take the time to sit down and say, Lord, how do you want me to spend my day? What do I expect in today? And he will speak. You just need to be quiet. You know, when I tell people the Holy Spirit speaks, he does. And most of the things that happened to me in my own life, I will tell you that most of them, I know them before it happens because the Holy Spirit always speaks and it will show me. And when it comes, sometimes I allow pride or fear to take over when those things happen. But the reason why those things take over is because I don't spend time, even when I know that, in the presence of God. And I don't surround myself with people of like-minded. So that is why I said, okay, UCB is not going to be my like-minded person anymore. I'm going to call upon my brother when I need encouragement. I'm going to sit with people that would encourage me. Because if I'm listening to something that talks about suffering all the time, I'm not saying I know there is suffering. I'm not saying there is no suffering. But I don't need you to remind me of that every all the time. I want you to put my focus on Christ, on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then that can help me. So please read your Bible. Come to church. Go to life group. Create friends in the church that have like mind, you know, create friends with like-minded people and spend time with the Holy Spirit. Please spend time with the Holy Spirit. When I talk about this, I love the presence of the Holy Spirit. Spend time with him. He's the only one that can help you. He's the only one that can guide you. The Bible says, who know the spirit of a man? apart from the man's spirit. So the spirit of God searches the heart of the father and he releases it to you. Yeah, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah, the Lord says that. So every one of you have that tendency to hear the voice of God. He says, he hears my voice and the voice of stranger they will not listen to. You know, I shared the other time that I watched a program and this lady that is not a Christian says that, there's something inside of me tells me not to go in this place that I'm going. And she went and she found trouble there. 
So if an unbeliever could listen to their spirits, because you have to understand that every one of us carries the spirit of God. Because they are not believers does not mean that it's the breath of God that is still inside of every one of us. And sometimes you hear that something inside of you and you say, oh, but something tells me not to go this place. But I still went. Or something tells me not to do this. So please spend time to listening to God. Yeah, to listen to him. And I will give you one more, one more example before I finish. Because when we talk about trials and all those things, I was listening to a man and he talked about Daniel. You know, when they, find, when they look for everything to put Daniel in trouble, they have nothing to put him in trouble apart from his God. They said, we know the praise. So they made a law that will make it, you know, that will stop you from praying. And they went to pray. But one thing is when they told Daniel that they're going to throw him into the lion's den, I don't think he wouldn't have prayed for him not to be thrown there. He would have prayed that, Lord, I don't want to go there. But what happens when you're praying for something not to happen, and that's something that you're praying against, yeah, end up happening to you? Do you still trust God in that situation? Because he, he must have prayed that, Lord, I don't want to go into this lie on his name. But he finds himself there. But one thing is, God is still faithful. God was still with him in the lion's den. So when you are in the lion's den of life, please trust this God. Yeah, it will keep you. He's always with you. He never leaves you and he will never forsake you. So that is my encouragement for you this morning. Know the God that you say you worship. Don't know the God of Akin. Don't know the God of Josh or whoever is in this church. Know the God of yourself. So in the end, you can say, my God will deliver me. That my God will help me. My God will provide for me. So I want us to pray for one another in our group. Ask God for the grace to fellowship with him. The grace to spend time in his word. And the grace to listen to the Holy Spirit and to be obedient. So those three points, pray about that. Then I will give you the question that you will take home. Thank you. name we pray amen okay so i'm going to like i said i'm going to give you these three questions but i'm going to leave you with the bible verse and is um, we read this yesterday as well so it's proverb 24 10 it says if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small so at the end of today this is the question I'm, this is why i want you to consider do you know who you are in Christ. Do you know that Jesus Christ is alive and living inside of you? Are you confident that you are a child of God? And do you know beyond a doubt that you are heaven bound? So I'm leaving you with that question and may the Lord bless you. We hope you got a lot out of this sermon next week or this Sunday coming up actually is Big Church where we have all our sites together but usually we will have services in Ockingdon as, and Chafford 
and Shadow St. Mary. We've also got life groups in Stamford La Hope, in Basildon, and around Thurrock. So please, if you want to know more, email us at hello at my community church and have a great week. <laughs>